Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Hi, this is the bad boy, Joey Janelle, and you're listening to the Going In Raw podcast. Joey Janelle always goes in. This is the American Nightmare, Cody Rhodes, and you are listening to Going In Raw. Hey everyone, Kenny Omega here. In case you didn't know, we have an awesome kick butt show called Stephen Larson's Going In Raw, and they're going to be supporting AEW every week amongst many other things. Goodbye and smooch. Good night. Bye bye. Hey, friend L. Steve here. Hey, Larson. And welcome back to Going In Raw, the only pro wrestling podcast you'll be listening to right here at youtube.com forward slash Steve and Larson. Available wherever podcasts can be found, and of course, taped live at the Twitch at twitch.tv forward slash Steve and Larson. Uh, Want to give a big, big, big thanks to Adam Blompier and everybody at Parts Fun Known for having me on Quizzlemania today. Uh, shout out to uh, Denise Salcedo. Uh, the wonderful Denise uh, uh, made it so that I didn't come in the last place. So that was great. Uh, and hats off to uh, uh, Tempest, the, oh, scar- wow. the scariest figure in professional wrestling today. Man. With his knowledge. It was See a See you tsunami. later, Brock Lesnar. <laughs> yeah. Hello, uh, Tempest. Uh, so, uh, you know, for those who, crap, sorry, spoiler alert, haven't seen it yet. He did really well. Uh, Sean Ross Sapp also did really, really well. Uh, And uh, shout out to uh, Queen of the Ring and, of course, uh, uh, Ollie uh, for uh, for the wonderful time today over there. Uh, I am mentally wiped. That's what Quizzlevania will do to you. Mm -hmm. Here's the thing. You tried your best. You tried your damnedest. And for that, I'm proud of you, man. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Thank you for that. Uh, appreciate it. Uh, but uh, yeah, when you I, run I, to a force of nature. There's only so much you could do. You know, it's true. It's totally true. It was uh, it was something else. Uh, no, it was a blast. You know, man, this, this is something that I wanted to say during the show, but I just didn't have a chance to because, you know, they're they're reading those super chats. So so quickly at the, the during the post show, I didn't want to get anybody's way or whatever. But uh, I really love the fact that, uh, uh, you know, Adam and parts fun known. They bring on people like Denise, like Tempest, uh, like a uh, uh, little nugget, Louis Dangour. Uh, they bring those guys on. And it's sort of like you and I have been doing this for five years now. Like you got guys like Solomon's been doing it for like 10 years. You got Brian mm-hmm. Zane's been doing it for a long time now. Mm-hmm. And so you sort of start to see the future of what like what we do, whatever this is. Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. see that start to foment. And... Mm-hmm. Parts of Unknown gives such great, uh, Quizzlemania gives such a great platform mm-hmm. for the people that y'all are going to be seeing break news, do interviews for a long, long time to come. And yep. I think it's a really wonderful thing that Quizzlemania is doing, giving a platform to some really awesome people in the community who are just making the community even more awesome. Agreed. Agreed. 100%. I got to give a shout out to uh, uh, Alex, uh, uh, Queen of the Ring. Every Sunday morning, uh, her and the Sheenom uh, have the Church of Joshi here on the Twitch. And it's a really, really great place to learn about Joshi wrestling. They're mm-hmm. on for a couple hours, spotlight a particular wrestler or a particular uh, series of matches. Um, it's a really great watch. And, and I mean, that's the kind of stuff that is like the future of what we do, man. It's really terrific. Yep. Yep. Totally. 100%. Uh, 
some programming notes before we get into the, the, the rundown of AEW Dynamite tonight. Uh, our interview with uh, uh, Rocky Romero, Doc Gallows, Carl Anderson uh, went up today. Um, it's a lot of fun. If you have not checked it out, please do so. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, uh, great time talking to those fellas. Uh, and thank you to them for, for giving us a half hour of their time to talk, talk and shop Mania 2. Also, it's still Pledge Week. So tomorrow we got some gameplay stuff coming up, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Among Us, Among Us Part Three is going up, is going live tomorrow. So keep an eye out for that for everybody. Everybody can check, yes. take a Free look at that. Free for everybody. And then Friday, I'm going to the vaults, mm-hmm. trying to find an old school ten for the win. That's just perfect for the week. Good. So be on the lookout for that. Yeah. Uh, before we kick off Dynamite, uh, our Dynamite recap. I want to bring this up really quick because I've, I've seen some people mention in the chat. I saw you talk about Tony Khan's tweet, right? What's 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 the problem? It's a tweet. He's, he's a, a promoter. He's, he's a, promoting a show. He's a promoter who's super passionate about his show. I, you know, I we are both very lucky to have something that we're pretty passionate about. Like it'd be difficult to do this if like we weren't passionate about it. You know, I really well, love yeah. man. I, if I didn't love wrestling, I'd be able to sit through both Ross. <laughs> yeah, I know exactly. It's it's a special special thing, and I know he's the son of a billionaire, and you know he's a millionaire. Uh, but you know, this is something that obviously Tony Khan is very passionate about. And I'm not yes. just I'm not trying to blow smoke up the guy's ass. You know, I don't know him, but to to throw out a tweet saying, "Man, I'm really excited about this. This is really great. That's awesome. That's great." And who cares? Like, yeah, it was packed. I marked out. I, I don't know. I'm maybe I'm a dullard. My performance in Quizlemania hey. today, maybe that. I loved it. I was, and I didn't expect it. <laughs> I really. Here's didn't. the thing. It's not only the return to pack. Apparently, uh, Shaquille O'Neal said step foot in the wrestling ring against Cody Rhodes. Yeah, I mean, look, am I into that? No, but I think it's great. That the promoter of the show is Shaq is great. I love Shaq's Shaq. Entertaining. No, I love Shaq. I love Shaq, and I think he's great. That segment was kind of a cluster tonight, but that's fine. That's okay. And a bit long, yeah. I don't know what Tony Khan exactly was referencing. If he was referencing uh, Pack or Shaq, I don't know, uh, and I don't really care. Like it didn't, it didn't like alter my enjoyment of the show. No. Zero. If you don't like, I, I see, I see so much pettiness, so much pettiness with people. Well, why would he do that? It's not the balance of what is that. Just, just don't follow the guy. Don't he's follow promoter, the guy. man. He's hyping the show. Don't follow the guy if you have issues with what he's trying to promote. Um, I just, man, it's just, it, it, I don't know. It gets under my skin when people are like, now why are you doing that? I don't know. Anyways. Uh, Dynamite type felt kind of like a season premiere, didn't it? it had, like new graphics. Oh, and new graphics. They the even intro. used a new font for the lower thirds. Uh, yeah, like aesthetically like a speaking. font. Aesthetically speaking, I'm on board with everything except for the fonts that they were using. And here's the thing, because the fonts are so condensed, it's so packly, uh, tightly packed together, especially for me, because I watch it on my laptop and it's, what, 17-inch yeah. screen, yeah. and I got half the screen for notes and half the screen. I mean, thankfully, I know who everybody is. Otherwise, you're <laughs> like, I can't read yeah. what this, this says. What? Bangman page? What's that? It's so tightly packed together there. I mean, just... Aesthetically speaking, the font looks perfectly fine, hmm. but it's just kind of hard to read on television. The one, the one that looks like a simpleton font is the one that they use for the big match graphic, like the big white. It's sort of like rough. It just like it looks like I don't know. It looks like a, a glorified version of Impact. But I'm mm-hmm. a huge nerd for fonts and, and design and stuff. I thought otherwise. I really, I really like the package. Number one, the intro was awesome. Yeah, that uh, was great. And the packaging, the color scheme of like a really, really, really deep, deep dark blue. And like a, a dark red, I thought looked really great. I was a really big fan of that. Mm-hmm. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, agreed. Uh, I guess the two uh, most noteworthy events, of course, the top, top it off, to end the show. We saw the return of Pack mm-hmm. uh, to, to 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 have a stare down. We were hoping to get a bit more. Didn't happen with Eddie Kingston. Uh, following a really fun main event between uh, Penta and Phoenix, which basically saw. <laughs> I mean, I literally saw Eddie Kingston kick Phoenix out of the ring. Um, <laughs> in the most uh, did not see yeah. that coming. Yeah, uh, and so it's great to have Pac back. He's one of he's one of our favorites. He's a favorite here and going in Raw. He's awesome, uh, and he's returning right back to action next week. Um, so I wonder if if he's going to be around for kind of like blocks of shows, mm-hmm. like he'll be on for mm-hmm. four to six weeks. Like I I would not be surprised if he's on up until 
apparently they're trying to make this December 2nd episode of Dynamite huge. Uh, we'll get the reason why later. I wouldn't be surprised if we get Pac versus Eddie at that show. Yeah, I kind of maybe yeah. maybe Pac will kind of you know disappear for a month because he'll go home quarantine, hang out, come back here, have to quarantine again, and then be back on the show. I kind of feel like uh, I kind of feel like the return of Pac almost buried like one of the more important aspects of thing. Let's talk about this man. So, like you said, December was it December second? Yeah, December second. They're aiming to make a big show. It's it has to be. You would think it'd be themed somehow. Uh, that's about three Beach weeks break. away. What's that? Yeah, Beach Beach break. exactly. Um, December, December to December. Um, uh, 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 Mox versus Kenny Omega for the title. Now we had had a conversation whether they're going to wait till Revolution, three plus months from Full Gear, or if they're going to have like you know a super show between. Evidently, they're going the super show route. Um, I guess you got to ask yourself: Is this going to the timing of the match is that is that inform us at all about how it's going to go? I mean, that's obviously what we got to talk about now because yeah. it does, right? Like, it's not going to be on a pay per view. They didn't announce that it was going to be a special themed show. If they had said, "Hey, this is you know a, a, a barcade or something like that," you know, if they, if they had announced some WCW pay per view name for it um, mm-hmm. or some twist therein, uh, maybe I would be like, "Oh." Okay, they're it, they're treating it like a pay per view, but they're not. So that gives us three options basically: a wonk finish, which on dynamite is possible. Um, Mox well, retains, a Mox wins. or Kenny wins, yeah, or Kenny wins. But like, what's the most out of all those? The two most likely have got to be wonk finish and Kenny wins. No, Mox wins. Oh, Mox wins. Okay, yeah. yeah. Um, or unless they're going to do the thing. I didn't see the hangman page bit on BTE, but I heard it's really sad. Um, and he wasn't on the show tonight. Um, I mean, it's possible that he can come out, ruin the match for Kenny. Yeah, that's possible. Uh, our Lopez Ortiz says time limit draws a possibility. Hip hop hippo in chat says, uh, Mox is going to wrestle kingdom full stop. But I guess, you know how AEW contracts typically go, and you know, Tony Khan seems like he's flexible, but I don't know if he'd alter booking for the purpose of allowing wrestlers to wrestle for another promotion. Mm-hmm. Um, like if uh, uh, if he had plans or designs on Mox being champion longer, I don't think if Mox went up to him and says, "Hey, I need to drop the belt so I can wrestle Kenta at Wrestle Kingdom," he'd be like, "Yeah, sure, no problem." I'm mm-hmm. not saying it would happen. Yeah, I'm just saying I, I don't think Tony Khan would drop all his booking plans just so Mox could do one particular thing outside of his company. That's a good point. But you also made this point before. It's one thing for him to go and do something. It's another thing for him to go as a W champion and lose. Yeah. So I would say the idea, if the idea is, is they want to mocks to drop the belt to Kenny at some point, and maybe they were going to, you know, book it out till February for revolution. But then, you know, maybe Mox is like, Hey, I got this U S title. IWGP U S title. I need to, I need to drop. I need to be at Wrestle Kingdom. And if it was already in the cards for Mox to lose the belt, maybe Tony Khan would say, all right, well, we can just bump it up, you know, a couple months. Mm-hmm. We'll have a, a, a supersized wildcard final episode of Dynamite. We could do it there. It's good for ratings. It'll draw eyeballs, so on and so forth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Dang MQ also says he has to quarantine for two weeks once mm-hmm. he goes to Japan. I don't mm-hmm. know, man. Maybe that does. Maybe that spells title loss for Mox. Maybe that's the case. That could be. Um, yeah. I mean, they really, they've really made Hangman into like a major. I'm sorry, um, Kenny into a major thing lately, uh, and you know he's got that cock of the walk attitude, and you know Mox is well, with all this talk about, you know, I came here, I didn't really care about having the title, I just wanted to snap limbs, but now you know I've, I see it's a real responsibility. That sounds like a guy who could lose his title, sure. Um, so uh, you know, it remains to be seen. I do think that they would have to like really theme it up for it to mm-hmm. to matter. Although at the same time, you know, it's Kenny Omega. He's sort of a bad guy now. Uh, you know, it's not like you need the big fan, the fans there to pop big for that. You know. Yeah, and I so, hope they give it a minimum of half hour. Oh, that, absolutely! Yeah, that pack uh, Kenny match that was on Dynamite that went mm-hmm. a half hour. That was great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. 
So anyways, let's go ahead and hop into this. I'm going to use the sure. Larson notes today. There the you go. Copious, detailed Larson notes. Oh, kicked probably off overly copious. With uh, Brian Cage versus Matt Seidel. Uh, I'm not was, sure what the point of, of Taz's promo really was. What What is the point of any Taz promo, really? What well, was like the deal? technique by Taz, I get that. Usually he just goes out there and hypes up Team Taz, but this, like he was putting over Matt Seidel. Is he trying to recruit him? Because obviously Will Hobbs ain't joining. What, what was the deal with the very end of this whole segment? Was it this one? where No, never mind. It was the Cody bit when Will Hobbs comes out as if he was like, you know, he was like, oh, man, I got to pinch this crap off because they're literally out there right now. He came in at literally when everybody had already been run off. Oh, and there's Will Hobbs, too. Anyway, sorry. Yeah. Uh, it's yeah. like he missed his cue or something. Anyways, yeah. It was like uh, Taz was talking trash about Darby, but also Cody, because apparently Taz is, is trying to pivot to Cody, kind of. Um, uh but he was talking trash about Darby by using Matt Seidel's example, someone who respects others and is therefore well-respected backstage. Uh, but otherwise, he said they share a lot of the same characteristics. They're tenacious, pugnacious, so on and so forth. They both have huge victories over huge stars. Darby, of course, over Cody. And I'm guessing Matt Seidel, as Evan Bourne, beat Chris Jericho at some point in, w- in WWE. Mm, yeah. So apparently WWE is now AEW canon. Um, <laughs> yeah, well, Jericho referenced WWE. Jericho referenced WWE a lot with the Mike Tyson stuff, obviously. Uh, and so he says, so neither of them are jokes. Even though Taz just spent the majority of this promo talking trash about Darby, he says Brian Cage isn't a joke either. Match finally begins. Cage versus Seidel. Uh, oh, I just realized I didn't finish watching this. Let me fast forward to the finish. I have like five minutes, like four minutes left in it. Oh, there's a Ricky Starks promo, too. Yeah, there's a Ricky Starks promo. This is like the worst day to... <laughs> I know. I was like, oh, Steve has Steve notes. It's not a huge deal. Oh, no. It's oh, so Matt Seidel jumps on top rope, catches him, uh, 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 drill claw, Brian Cage wins. <laughs> so uh, Evan Bourne took on... Uh, and then Chris, Ricky Starks has a promo. Chris Jericho. Uh, this in 2010... In June of 2010, at least. Oh, wait a second. Here we go. Cagematch.net. They had two matches. And the winner was... uh, It it does not say. I don't know why it wouldn't say. Oh, here we go. Let's see here. What is this? Oh, oh, winner. Evan Bourne. Okay, so Evan Bourne won at least one of them. Maybe two of them. I don't know. I was listening to Ricky Stark's promo. He said uh, Team FTW's presence will be felt tonight. Oh, okay. I'll make sure I got at least the major beats. Anyways, next, the promo that I did watch, Cody Rhodes. Uh, this was a little all over the place. Some of it I found really entertaining, though. Um, so first, he comes out, congratulates Darby on his win. Uh, he says he and Arn won't be seeking a rematch. First, he wants to expunge another loss from his record against MJF. And then a woman who we have not seen, I don't think, in AEW, at least not a dynamite, walks to the ring, grabs the mic from Cody. Uh, and she asks Cody, how can you lie to the people? She introduces herself. Her name is Jade Cargill. She says she's total package. And then she flexes. According to Sean Rossep, she had had a tryout at WWE oh. Oh. not that long ago. Okay. Um, and she impressed um, before he passed Casey Michael. Or she like he was a fan of hers. Yeah. Uh, she says she's been sitting on the sidelines studying her competition and studying Cody. And uh, she said, you know, I heard you say that you were a giant killer, uh, but there's nothing giant about you. And she says, I know a real giant. And uh, a slick statement like what you made, Cody, uh, could echo loud enough to wake this giant. So next time you feel the need to think out loud, uh, she suggested he keeps that shit to himself, and she says she's nothing to be played with. She leaves the ring. Uh, says, "Oh, Cody, by the way, congratulations on your name." Uh, but then uh, this giant that uh, she knows is a real star, and his name is Shaq. Shaq Daddy, Shaqton. So this brings Brandy out, and Brandy was on fire. Yeah, yeah. The whole uh, uh, what is she? The CE? What is she? The Chief Branding Officer? Yeah, the Chief Brandy Officer. Uh, this was great. That was all. That was that was that was done with. 
She came out with hot fire. I gotta let my. She daughter. came out as as Cody's wife. She says, uh, "Who told you it was open mic night? You're in my house, smacking your gums about my man, and now Brandy is Jade's problem." Says, "Don't talk like that to Cody. Uh, tell tell you uh, she tells her to leave unless she calls for her and then calls her a heifer." Yeah. Ouch. So, so Brandy turns around and then Jade uh, kind of smacks Brandy on the butt. Uh, Jerry and Lynn rest come out separate them and then to make this whole segment a little more convoluted why not add Team Taz to it Brian Cage hits the ring power bombs Cody uh, Ricky Starks is in there too Darby comes down from the cheap seats because we saw him earlier down to make the save hits Starks cause he had a he had a, a blazer with a bunch of thumbtacks on it mm-hmm. which I guess the pointy side was pointing out which I don't know how that was comfortable when you're sitting up at the cheap seats yeah anyways he hits one of those springboard uh, coffin drops off the, the rope on Ricky Starks uh, and then does like a, a backward splash in the corner to cage with the jacket and then after Team Taz leaves that's when Will Hobbs comes out <laughs> yeah and he rips off his shirt and they're like oh he's ready to fight and he's like oh I didn't even get a chance to wipe my ass um yeah, I mean this this was this was a mess. It was it was pretty like Brandy was really entertaining here. Um the Hobbs thing was funny to me. Uh still my my biggest pet peeve and this is this is how you know I like AEW. My biggest pet peeve with AEW is they don't they need to skip Darby Allen's intro when he does a run in cuz he's coming down those stairs and it's and it's the bass plane yeah it just it goes forever it works well when he's making his entrance to the ring because it builds anticipation when the when the when the song hits but when he makes a run it just needs to hit i understand it just needs to hit and that's been that way forever i mean like i think if this segment was cut by like 90 seconds or maybe two minutes it might have been much sharper better it was a bad segment if you're going to introduce Shaq, you have cody he comes out with a nightmare family. He cuts a promo congratulating Darby Allen. Uh, but him, he says, you know, whatever he's going to do next, he starts to bring it up. And instead of that, Shaq and like an entourage comes out. You make a yeah. big, big thing about it, you know? Yeah, it, it was interesting. They had a proxy for Shaq. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Why not yeah. just have Shaq there? I know. And if you're going to have... Commentary made a point of, of saying that Shaq was there backstage at full gear. Yeah. And so. if you're going to have a proxy... Like, I know, uh, uh, I'm just throwing a name out there, Teddy Long. I know he still has some sort of deal with WWE. I mean, he was just on programming. Maybe it's just an appearance thing. I don't know. I mean, he was a talking shop mania, uh, the first one. Um, But you have somebody that the fans know, you know? Uh, I mean, I don't know of anybody in WWE that, like, I mean, because Shaq has done a couple small things in WWE. I don't know who you could bring related to that necessarily but somebody that the fans know that can immediately be be like oh this is signaling something big as opposed mm-hmm. to somebody who nobody really knows um so yeah it was a mess but you know AEW to me part of the charm is that when they do things that really should be scripted more it comes off sloppy and to me that's still entertaining cuz it's like oh that's cute you know, it's like, oh, they're still yeah, this, trying. This wasn't boring, bad or bad, bad. It was like entertainingly bad. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't go away bad. It was, it was. Oh, this is a mess, bad. Yeah. Uh, so after, after that, that we had a, yeah, go ahead. A John Maxley interview. Um, did did so he, he did he what? seem up? Uh, sorry, I was thinking, not pausing. Um, did he seem tired? I'm not tired. The, 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 the promo just seemed, uh, I don't know, it seemed kind of formulaic. I wonder if this was shot after his ma- either after or before his match of full gear. Oh, that's possible. That's totally possible. Yeah. Because um, otherwise he was he was not to be found on the show. So maybe the situation was like, uh, hey, Mox, we need to drop a promo or an interview. Mm-hmm. That Yeah, that for, could totally For Dynamite be. before you hop on your plane and get out of here or before you have your match and he did yeah. it. And so he didn't have to make the flight. Yeah. All the way out from Vegas just to do an interview. Doesn't seem to make a whole lot of sense. So he said uh, something occurred to him during uh, his full gear match. Uh, he was going through enormous amounts of pain. And as much as he wanted to say the words, I quit, he couldn't. When he first came to AEW, he didn't want to be a champ. He just wanted to snap limbs, hurt people. Uh, but he grew up and realized Saturday that the belt represents uh, uh, like kids who get made fun of for being a well, wrestling like- fan. 
it was it was like you listened to Corey Graves' commentary when Alistair Black debuted. You know, this <laughs> yeah. belt this, this belt's for uh, all the the blue collar uh, uh, working uh, folks out there. Yeah, you know, it's also for the freaks and uh, also the white collar people. Uh, so, anyways, he says that he won't quit. He can't quit. He says he danced with Kenny before and won. Uh, but to beat him twice would take a really special person. He says, that's me. I'm the best wrestler on the planet. And if anybody could beat Kenny twice. Well, I mean, PWI says that. So PWI, yeah, he's number one in the top 50. Uh, and then uh, they announced they're going to do the title match on uh, December 2nd. Yeah, that was pretty surprising. Mm-hmm. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews. But now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. Angie's List is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is, and it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. Pretty, 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 pretty surprising. After that, man, this match was a lot of fun and bloody. There was oh a lot of blood God, in this match. Bloody. The blade lift up to his name. Yeah, man, he bladed hard. Bunkhouse match, Butcher and the Blade versus Natural Nightmares. I was not anticipating this amount of blood on a uh, basic cable programming. At least it wasn't a Hollywood production. Because mm-hmm. um, uh, early on, QT Marshall got busted open uh, from taking a, what, a guitar over the head. And then uh, later on, I don't know what got the blade busted up, but it happened during a commercial, a picture in picture commercial break. Mm-hmm. But he was bleeding buckets. His face was about the color of my sleeve here. It was, really was pouring all down his face and down his chest, and like the both uh, QT and Dustin had white natural nightmare shirts when they walked in the ring. Yeah, they were uh, various shades of red uh, when they left because they yeah. were both just covered in blood. Yeah, yeah, it was gross, but it was man, it was fun. It was fun. There was a lot of fun bits here, like the the bulldog off the stage onto like whatever the plywood thing was. Yeah, um, that Dustin dropped uh, the butcher with. Um, yeah, there, there's all sorts of stuff going on here. Uh, in the end, um, let's see here. Uh, uh, QT Marshall hit uh, hits a steel chain-assisted diamond cutter on the Butcher. Goes for one on Blade, but Blade kicks him in the nuts. Uh, QT forearms Blade into Bunny. She goes through a table. Yeah. Uh, and uh, Dustin hits Blade with a cowbell. QT hits a diamond cutter. They get the win. It's kind of surprising to me that the butcher and the blade took a loss here, but good for good for QT and Dustin. I'm glad that well, given not... the story, given the story, it makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure. Credit cards, it makes sense. credit card. You know, such such an important aspect of this whole story because mm-hmm. now QT has to pay all that off. He can't claim fraud. He willingly gave her his cards to to Bunny. Yep, he was thinking with his dingus, not his head. 
So after that, we had kind of a, a combination Matt Hardy promo, elite deletion recap. Mm-hmm. Um, he said something to the effect of, I used to have no respect for Sammy, but after elite deletion, I now respect him. He said, but Sammy had to be deleted, broken. Uh, Sammy's going to become an even huger star because of elite deletion and then advises them, don't squander what I gave you. I mean, it'd have been nice if Hardy could have given him Sammy a win, but okay. Um, after that, I kind of feel like that Sammy should have been off TV for a few weeks. That's yeah, I, I agree. Like he got killed off, um, or at least dumped in the lake of reincarnation. This next bit was good. Shockingly, MJF did not take up too much of my time. Uh, nope. This is actually, and it was pretty funny. Um, so it was MJF's inner circle induction ceremony. Uh, Jared, they have the podium out there. They love the podium. Uh, he takes the podium, introduces the inner circle. Sammy's not there. And uh, he's like, whoa, what, where's Sammy? Well, that's okay. We'll, uh, we'll worry about that later. Sammy knows we're here. Uh, then he introduces MJF and Wardlow. Says, you know, these two, we got two new members of the inner circle coming on. Uh, MJF takes the podium. He apologized for being emotional. Says, men can cry too. He says, but it's been a long road to get here. He's been a wrestler for five years. And when he started, his father only gave him a loan of a million dollars, but he made it work. The five years line is great because it is crazy to have gotten as far as he has in only five in years. In only five years. Uh, so then uh, he says he's written a poem for everybody. And, <laughs> and he says, I feel like Santina, I'm sorry, Sant- Santana and Ortiz are going to dig it. And uh, it's basically just a Drake song. He plagiarized well, so a Drake started song. Started at the bottom, yeah. Yeah. And uh, Ortiz finally calls him out. He's like, what are you talking about? It's Drake. And he's like, I wrote this myself. Uh, he says MJF shouldn't be in the inner circle. Jericho says, "Hey, don't don't yell at him. It's on me. I laid out the the groundwork for this. MJF beat me. He's in. Him and Wardlow are in. I know this business better than anything. Uh, and with MJF and Wardlow, the inner circle will be stronger than ever. This is the new inner circle. We got to make it work." And MJF said, hey, but this is the only cause for celebration. It's your birthday. So balloons, confetti rained, rained down. They start singing happy birthday. And you see, uh, number one, throughout the entire thing, you see Wardlow and Hager just like eyeballing each other, which is great. Even in the picture they did afterwards, like it's on social media, you see uh, Wardlow and Hager side-eyeing each other, which oh, I great. love that. Um, so they all sing happy birthday. And the great thing is you see Ortiz and he's very reluctantly singing happy birthday. Cause he's not happy with any of this stuff. No, not at all. And I do Wardlow. Sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to say, I just punctuate with this with, I really, really appreciate that. You know, we have kind of complained about the status of LAX and how like they don't really get, they don't, they haven't made a lot of traction within their division but I do really like that they seem to be on mildly separate pages here. And Ortiz is allowing, uh, uh, they're, they're allowing some layers to be added to Ortiz's character with mm-hmm. him not wanting MJF, Santana being okay with it, uh, but also understanding that, hey, this is my partner. And in the end, he's probably like, you know, my ride or die. Um, but I really appreciate that aspect of it. Yeah, definitely. So during the, the, the singing of Happy Birthday, Wardlow leans over to MJF. It says something. MJF's like, hold on, hold on, hold on. I got an urgent announcement. They're going to Vegas next week. And it's on MJF. And then he resumes singing Happy Birthday. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So this should be interesting uh, going to Vegas in the time of a pandemic to, to shoot a rousing uh, buddy road trip. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see how they pull that off. Yeah. I mean, you know, I'm sure, you know, yeah. I don't know. We'll, we'll find out. We'll see. I don't know. Uh, after that, we had a, a, a Young Bucks FTR recap followed by uh, Young Bucks interviews with Alex Marvez. He's nervous to approach their locker room because last time he did that, he had a super kick. They opened the door. No super kick this time. He asked them what's next. Uh, Nick says winning the title is the biggest accomplishment of their careers. And the world wants to see a rematch. But the Matt says, but before that, we're on the lookout looking for new talent, fresh opponents. Uh, it says he got a message from somebody about top flight. Uh, they're high flyers, but they're also brothers mm-hmm. like other tag team. You might know young bucks. And so next week, top flight versus young bucks. Mm-hmm. Uh, after that, we had Sean Spears versus Scorpio sky. It was announced that next week we're going to get uh, Cody and Darby Allen versus team Taz. Uh And uh, this 
sort of like uh, you know Sean Spe- Sean Spears looks. By the way, he looks great these days. Oh, I like know. he's in he's tip top on, shape. He put on weight since leaving WWE. He's put on some muscle, and like mm-hmm. you know, his outfits look like nice and clean and good. Uh, he's looking pretty good. Uh, but uh, in the end, he used the old uh, glove and the uh, uh, the, the slug. Little, yeah, the slug. There you go to get in Scorpio Sky. Sold the crap out of that punch. Yeah, too. I like how I like how they set that up. So uh, Scorpio Sky is going for TKO. Sean Spears escapes that. Sky puts on a sharpshooter. So while he's doing that, Tully goes and puts something in the corner. It's like a, a piece of cloth or a, a sack or something. He puts that there, and he kind of goes about 90 degrees around the other side of the ring mm-hmm. after Spears gets the ropes. So Spears gets the ropes. Scorpio Sky has to break the hold. Tully gets on the apron and starts distracting the ref. Mm-hmm. And so while he's doing that, Spears is getting... The slug underneath that piece of fabric. Yeah. Meanwhile, Tully throws essentially a decoy slug in the ring. Scorpio Sky sees it, grabs it, throws it, and while he turns around from doing that, bang! Mm-hmm. Spears hits him. I guess bang because the slug's on the on like the 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 palm. Mm-hmm. Bang! Hits him with the the slug, pins him, gets the win. Yeah. Yeah. And then afterwards, stuff. as soon as he gets the pin, he takes the slug out, puts it in his trunks. And I like I actually like how the ref was like. Let me see that glove. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like he's on to it. He knows that's probably how he won. But by the time he, you know, he he inspects it, slug is gone. Yeah, and cameras did a good job telling that story as well. That I would mm-hmm. imagine that could be tricky for TV production to capture yeah. every moment where he does this. He puts it in his pants, gives it to Tully. Um, yeah, I, I really want this to turn into something for Scorpio Sky. I just don't know. I mean, I still I, I said this months and months and months and months ago. When people say, hey, who's the first person that's going to leave AEW for WWE? Right now, my number one pick for who probably has a case to do that is Scorpio Sky. Yeah, maybe. Uh, After that, uh, Dasha thinks she has an interview with uh, Kenny, but she doesn't because he's gone. Uh -uh. Uh, Marvez is on the scene trying to track him down. He does as Kenny's leaving and he's on the phone. And uh, 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 Kenny sort of talks about Mox having something that Kenny wants. Taking that title from Mox uh, uh, is what he took from him being the face of pro wrestling. Everybody's like, hey, where's the cleaner, the best bout machine, the best uh, professional wrestler in the world? He mentions his time in New Japan, of course. Mm-hmm. Uh, thinks that he's, uh, uh, he's proven that he's never left, or he's ready to prove that he never left. He's just ready to reassume that role He's ready to be the best in the world. They'll have a match for the first time ever because he says, I looked at the record books and me and Mox have never had a proper one-on-one match match with real rules in a real ring. So for the first time, we'll see what happens. I like they brought up that the Lights Out match was unsanctioned. It was an unsanctioned match. It's 0-0. Yep. I like that. I like Mm -hmm. that. So Mm -hmm. Kenny could, I guess, rightly say, Mox, you never beat me. Yep. Though Mox has. Uh, after that, we had uh, Ty Conti versus Red Velvet. Uh, good back and forth. I guess the moment, the story beat moment was uh, Anna Jay. She uh, accompanied Ty Conti to the ring. This goes back to the Deadly Draw tournament where they were tag partners. Mm-hmm. Even though Anna Jay is in Dark Order, she still hangs out, is friends with Ty Conti. Mm-hmm. You know, Ty Conti apparently has not joined Dark Order. Not yet. So uh, towards the end, Anna Jay slips a chair into the ring. And she's imploring Ty Conti to use it. Uh, Ty Conti thinks about it, kicks the chair out of the ring, turns around, eats a leg lariat. Red Velvet gets two. Uh, and then Ty Conti hits like a ripcord pump kick, puts uh, Red Velvet in a gory special right into a knee strike to get the win. And then Anna Jay comes in and kind of like gives Ty Conti the business a little bit. A little bit, Why don't yeah. you use the chair? Whatever. It, they work it out. Anna Jay raises her hand, but while she's doing that, you see Stu Grayson and the <laughs> rest of the Dark Order lurking in the tunnel. Milling about. I like that they're using lurking in the tunnel as a story beat now. Yeah, that's a thing now. Hangman did it. Yep. Um, yeah, t- uh, Tay looks good in the ring, man. Like, she looks uh, improved from uh, the mm-hmm. NXT days. Mm-hmm. I haven't really seen much of her stuff in, uh, in AEW as of yet. Uh, after that, uh, Marvez interviews Jericho, uh, the inner circle. They're all going to Vegas. Uh, and uh, as MJF starts to talk, Sammy walks in, and uh, he was like, "Hey, man, I was at the beach. That's what MJF's email said." And he was like, "No, no, no. I sent you. I sent you a second email to meet here." Jericho's like, "Yeah, everybody's here." Sammy's like, "Yeah, I know that, 
but I didn't get a second email. And MJF's like, hey, yeah, I sent you a second email. So everybody ends up leaving, uh, except for MJF and Sammy. And MJF's like, hey, man, I did send that second email. And he gets out. He's like, here's your ticket for Vegas on me. Sammy's not happy about that. No, Um, he says, I didn't get a second email. I didn't get a second email. So next week, uh, we have Kip Sabian versus Orange Cassidy. Mm-hmm. We've got the Young Bucks versus Top Flight. We've got, uh, as the aforementioned, Cody Rhodes and Darby Allen versus uh, Brian Cage and, and uh, Ricky Starks. Yes. And then the Inner Circles romping in Las Vegas. Yes. And that brings us to our main event. Well, almost. Eddie Kingston had a promo. Um, dude just burn it down, man. He just burned it down. He was broken he really in that is. match. Now he just wants to see everything burn. He's starting with uh, Phoenix and Penta. I know. Everything except uh, Penta. He wants to, he, he Penta's his best friend, after all. That's true. For now. Anyway, so uh, he talks about Mox making him say, I quit, something he said he, he didn't said he would never say, but that's something he's got to deal with. But he'll never stop. And he said he will be world champion on the more pressing matters. Next, Penta versus Phoenix. He hypes it up. Two of the greatest luchadors to ever do it. That's next. Uh, and uh, I stepped away for a moment, came back, and when I walked back in, Penta basically had Phoenix's mask basically off his head. Yeah, this felt it was like, like I walked into a Triple A match. That's exactly what it felt like. I mean, these Save guys were the going because these guys AAA are been a lot more blood. Full Triple A. I mean, yeah, that's usually what if you have like a mask, a mascaris situation in Triple A. Usually, you still can't get a good look at the face because there's so much blood there. Yep. Um, so that's not with it. I clearly know what Pentagon looks like now. Clearly, and to and also and Fe- Phoenix. Because as soon as he like he starts ripping it off, you see the entirety of his face. Um, so that was weird. Pentagon, his facials are so hilarious so to damn me. Good, man. <clears throat> um, he's hilarious. But I mean, this was a really, really terrific match. <laughs> that, that bit, gosh darn it, where he hits the package pile driver on the apron. That looked like it sucked for Phoenix. Mm-hmm. And then he gives Phoenix like a beat and a half. Bang, destroyer off the apron. Mm-hmm. That was ridiculous. Yeah. Penta actually dominated for a good portion of this match. Yeah, um, Phoenix got some stuff in. Eventually, he makes a comeback, and he rips off basically all of Pentagon's mask too. Mm-hmm. And there's a good bit where they're essentially having a hockey fight while holding on to what's left of each other's mask. That was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So after the package pile driver bit, destroyer on the apron, uh, Penta puts Phoenix back in the ring. Another package pile driver to get the win. Uh, Eddie grabs the mic, puts over the match, tells Penta uh, he did it. He's the best. And then he turns to to Phoenix and kicks him out of the ring. It's so like it's 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 not like he did it violently. He just no. sort of like he was already near the edge of it. He just sort of dismissively swept yeah. him aside with his feet. And that's how he talked about him. Mm-hmm. He kind of like you know it's like oh and, and Phoenix here and he kicked him out and. But then he said, I'm proud of you. You don't need to deal with this dead weight anymore. You dead don't weight. need your brother. Yeah. And then here comes Pac. Pac is back. Mm-hmm. He has a mic with him. He asked Eddie if he thought he'd be gone forever. He says, the bastard's back. And Eddie has made a very big mistake. And then rather than let them fight, get a bunch of refs holding them back. And they kind of break free a little bit and get a couple shots hit, but not really throw down because that's probably happened on December 2nd because next week we're getting Pac. Versus the blade. Some mm-hmm. of the blades uh, 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 wounds heal from busting himself open. Yeah, no kidding. He said, hey, you busted. And no, he said, hey, you scumbag. The busted's back. Yeah, yeah, he called the uh, scumbag. That was great. Hey, you scumbag. Pack is awesome. I'm so happy he's back. Oh, me too. Super happy. Um, So I just put up a question thread because, again, I'm, I'm on smooth brain mode. I'm, yeah, you know, it happens, man. Yeah. Uh, but uh, let's see here. Got we got plenty questions. of questions to Twitch here. Mr. And I'm Dubs sure asks, we do, yeah. Uh, do you think Shaq could get over in a half shirt? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Shaq is over. He's already over. Yeah. He's already over. It would not uh, be a good look for him, though. Yeah. Uh, ANJ Network. Both shows disappointed me immensely. I get that Shaq was backstage at full gear, but no way is it going to be actual Shaq that challenges Cody, not even close. Oh, That'd be awesome if it was like a fake Shaq. But I think he means Shaq's going to be like he's going to have a proxy. I don't. Yeah, I don't know about that. I don't know. I mean, Shaq's a wrestling fan. He showed interest in actually wrestling. He's been in the he's been, no, he's been in the Andre the Giant uh, yeah. Battle Royal before. Yeah. 
So I don't, maybe he is. Maybe WWE is just too much red tape. And they were they were trying to yeah they were trying to do a match between him and uh, Big Show. Yeah. Christian uh, Womble, if FTR is really gone for a while, who takes it off the Young Bucks? I'd love to see Private Party get a run. Also, power rank top five Shaq AEW dream matches. I don't have any Shaq AEW dream matches, so I'm not going to do that. But uh, I would love to see. I mean, if the Young Bucks have a really a really long run. And they go back to being like pure baby faces, then I'd want it to be Butcher and the Blade. I think they're wow. tops. I think they're terrific. Uh, XLEX. Oh, yeah. I kind of feel like too. the feud with the Young Bucks is kind of, I don't know, it just kind of ended. I feel like there's more there. I think, yeah, I, yeah, I feel you on that one. Uh, Hugh Along Heavy says that guitar was at a two. It turns out it was really sharp. It's a uh, music joke. That's good. Sharp. I get it. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Steve Klein, power rank top five things that could happen in Vegas with the inner circle. They all get COVID because we're in yeah, the middle of a that's pandemic. Probably one. That's <laughs> probably number one. That's probably number one. Number one, they all get COVID. There you go. Uh, Snare Freak, is Cody the celebrity wrestler of AEW? Seems that way. You can host the best backyard barbecue. When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside. Repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. This podcast is sponsored by Ramp. Are you the decision maker in your company? Consider this. For the first time in decades, there's a better option for a corporate card and spend management platform. Meet Ramp, the only corporate card and spend management system designed to help you spend less money so you can make more. Most corporate credit cards offer points as incentives, but those points amount to less than their worth in real cash value. Ramp's business cards offer you cash back, real money in your pocket. Plus, you control who spends what with each vendor. And Ramp software collects and verifies receipts automatically, which means you'll stop wasteful spending and close your books in hours instead of days. Businesses that use Ramp add up to 5% to their bottom line the first year. If you're a decision maker, adding Ramp could be one of the best decisions you've ever made. And now get $250 when you join Ramp for free. Just go to Ramp.com slash easy. Ramp.com slash easy. R-A-M-P dot com slash easy. Currents issued by Sutton Bank and Celtic Bank members of DIC terms and conditions apply. See the, yeah, right? Yeah, I know. He's like, yeah, he's already booked himself to be celebrity guy. Uh, let's see here. Do you think Church Jackson, do you think they can build a feud with Miro and let's say Kenny to involve a match being fought using the AEW video game? That sounds so Kenny no. That sounds like something at this point they would do with Miro. Because definitely something they're gonna do on being the elite for the BTE title. Yes. Yeah. 100 percent Because I felt it could be defended in a sort of competitive endeavor. Mm-hmm. Uh you saw this, so we are building to a Kingston family versus death triangle thing, right? Hope Penta kills Kingston. Oh, cause he sucks. Hot take. Man, Eddie Kingston doesn't suck. Oh, I think he's great. Uh, Thomas Dunnigan. Although it's funny, I saw like a uh, never mind. Thomas uh, Thomas Dunnigan. Who will win custody over the Lucha Bros in the Pack Kingston feud? It's got to be Pack. Well, I don't know. Pack might want to ride by himself, dude. I honestly think they they should split up the Lucha Bros. I know they're great as a tag team, but they're so darn good. They could be huge stars as singles. They haven't even used too. them as a tag team at all, so you might as well split them up. Yep. Ryan Supernova, best in ring. Non-wrestling segment of all time. The what? 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 Best in-ring non-wrestling segment of all time. We got The Rock. This is your life. Yeah. Festival of Friendship. I mean, technically, that is the best because it was the highest rated. Um, well, it's the best by one metric. Yes. <laughs> the only metric that matters. Uh, yeah, Festival of Friendship was really good. Uh, mine would be. Uh, when Shawn Michaels uh, suggested that Bret Hart was having sex with Sonny. <laughs> All right. <laughs> that was, man, things were out of control back then, Larson. Oh, man. Things yeah. were so yeah. out of control. Maybe that's why WB has, has scripts for everybody now. <laughs> that could very well be. That could very wow. well be. Yeah. 
guys would just go out there to say whatever they wanted to. They would say whatever they wanted to. <laughs> Shane's birthday tweet says MJF ghost rights for Drake. <laughs> hey, that's a great idea for a count out or a 10 for the win. Top 10. Well, I mean, I guess it should be shoot. Didn't we like do shoot moments? Yeah, we did. Shoot promo moments would be good. Yeah. <laughs> Top 10 most shocking things. <laughs> oh, man. Because Brett, Brett's seen sunny days. Hugh Longheavy says apparently Peter Avalon had a heart shaped bed at ringside tonight. Now that he lost to Brandon Cutler, has he got a new gimmick? Gigolo. Or is he doing a. Peter uh, uh, Jeff, Jeffrey Tubin. I was going to say what we did with Eric Young and We Book Raw. Oh, yeah. Auteur. Yeah. Adult film cine, uh, cinephile. Um, yeah. yeah. I don't know. I know that uh, the New Yorker fired Jeffrey Tubin, man. I'm bummed about that. They're anti cranking it. Kind of repressive society we're living in where a guy can't just crank it in peace. Well, I mean, he was, he was in a meeting with a bunch of other people on Zoom. That's semantics. Uh, Gareth Nicholas, will Sammy's ticket to Vegas be middle coach or to a completely different city? I don't, I mean, it's a good question. I don't, they might reference that. I'm not sure if they can like do much camera work on a plane. I don't think they have the budget for that. Yeah. Unless they have, unless they have. I mean, dude, they, they did that whole debonair, debonair dinner thing. Oh, dinner debonair, yeah. Dipper, dinner debonair. Uh, maybe, maybe they can doll up something, make it look like a plane. Uh, Jorge D says, good job on Quizlemania, Steve. What would Shaq's AEW theme be? Something from his album. Yeah, the one where he talked about uh, is Phil, his, his, his stepdad being his real father figure. <laughs> or Return of the Shaq. There you he, go. he just redoes Return of the Mac. Uh, okay. So White Brownie says, let's make some trades. I'm AEW. You're WWE. We got to trade one tag team, uh, one uh, male superstar, and one uh, woman superstar. Well, you just buried Hangman Page. Can I have him in exchange for uh, Bobby Roode? Bobby Roode. No. Really? No way. Wow. Shocking. I offer up Shinsuke Nakamura and Cesaro in exchange for... Well, that's a tag team. uh, In exchange for... Uh, Pack and Hangman Page. I'll trade you Nakamura and Cesaro for XLEX. I'm the WWE. I don't like tag teams, so I need to, I need a tag team of two guys who could be singles guys. All right, Hangman Page and Kenny Omega, please. And no. I will send you the Forgotten Sons as three guys. No, hmm. rejected. Wow. Are there any more tag teams? Oh, how about this? Hmm. Uh, never mind. Never mind. Hmm. Never mind. I'm trying to think of other tag teams. There... Here, you like butchering the blade so much. Nakamura and Cesaro for butchering the blade. No, I'm not gonna do that. I like the butcher and the blade, but I'm WWE. I don't like tag team wrestling. I need two guys that can be singles guys. Well, I feel like they could be singles guys. That's what uh uh uh, uh the blade was in a, in a TNA. I would totally he? make the butcher a singles guy. Yeah, I know. That's what I'm saying. They're a tag team now, but you would break them up and have a feud, and then you make the Butcher a singles guy. Yeah. Deal. All right, that's our tag team deal. No, Done. how about uh, this? What? I No, nah, never It's a silly gimmick. I was still going to offer you a, a bum deal. Go ahead. What's your next question? I was question? just going to move on. That, that's, yeah. that's a done deal. That's yeah, a done yeah. deal. Uh, 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 a male superstar. Oh, we're still doing this. Uh, yeah, all we, right. we've fulfilled the criteria here, man. I will send you Jackson Riker. You give me MJF. No. But MJF comes with Wardlow. No. Mm. Is that supposed to sweeten the deal? Mm-hmm. <laughs> no. Offer me something. Uh, I would like uh, AJ Styles. Who do you want? QT Marshall. Deal. Wait, no. I, oh, I thought I was doing it. Oh. Deal. All right. Uh, women's division. Okay. Who do you want? Uh, like nobody. You don't have Britt Baker. All right. Um, Bianca Belair. It's actually a decently even trade. I don't like getting rid of Bianca Belair, though. Yeah, I'll, do has, sure, I'll do that. I'll do that. Oh, man. I totally won. I totally won. Totally won. Mm-mm-mm. Got Nakamura, Cesaro, uh, AJ Styles, and Bianca Belair. I totally won that. 
Yeah, well, I got Jackson Riker still, so I totally win. Uh, Dang MQ, are you guys surprised that AEW didn't have any interest in the Rascals? So apparently they just said that they got kicked out of what the Treehouse is that what I read on Twitter. They're gone from Impact, but they're not done till they have another match. Possibly they stick around until next week's episode. Sounds maybe could be possibly. Right. Um, read that somewhere. But AEW has no interest in them. Is that like I don't know? Uh, I, I hadn't heard anything about that. I don't know. Did somebody say that? Well, that's what Dang MQ said. Ooh. He said, "Are you surprised? Are you guys surprised that AEW didn't have any interest in the Rascals?" Well, I don't know if they didn't in the I don't first. Know if they place. do or don't. Um, Maggie with the gifted subs. Look at all these gifted oh, subs. You. Stadium beats Lionheart 085, Big Martin 562, JT Cav and El Chapo Jr. Pay it forward, in the words of the Magnifico, Bruce Green. Bruce Green, Black Mega Man, said with the with the bits between the two of you, which would you say is the head of the table? I feel like we sit on opposite ends of the table, and we always like you know crow about each of us. Like you're at one head, I'm at the other head. It's one of those really long tables. It's like the Batman table. Yes. Yeah, and you yes. sit at one end, I sit at the other end, and we yes. both think we're the head of the table. Yeah, but neither of us are actually the head of the table. <laughs> right. Exactly. Hood Alex says, uh, I'm legitimately so disappointed that the women's champion still isn't on the damn show. Yeah, they uh, really didn't do anything with her in the... Uh, no, they didn't. Yeah. They didn't. Hey, there was a women's, uh, there was, there was a women's uh, division match, though. Yeah. Sounds good. Uh, Mr. Dope says, Larson is a dirty trader. I learned that from fantasy football. And trader as in T-R-A-D-E-R. Oh, he makes Larson makes moves. You gotta, you gotta stay on your toes, man. That dude, I, every like, even even being in third place in my league, he's still he's making moves. Yeah, I'm not content with third place. Crap, Roethlisberger's out. Really, <gasps> Roethlisberger has COVID. Well, he well, he's on the 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 reserve list. But I was watching Sports Center last night. The Steelers seem pretty confident that he'd be able to play this week, assuming he uh, tests negative for the rest of the week. Wow! Don't drop him. Hold on to him because, especially if he's got a good matchup. Because if he tests negative, he'll play on Sunday. Um, but get somebody else just in case. Just check. I have a backup. Uh, I've got Carson okay. Wentz. Who? Oh, consists- he's got a good matchup against the Giants. He'll be fine. He also um, underperforms a lot. Yeah, he's really inconsistent. Um, just check Sunday morning before ten o'clock. You'll be fine. You'll be fine. Uh, Dang MQ says uh, Wrestling Inc. says the Rascals are headed to NXT. Boy, that's going to oh. be a. That's a that's a crowded field right there. Yeah. Mr. Dope says he will always get the better deal. Lol. That's what I go for. I'm going to do the deal that benefits me the most. Yeah, you're you're a lot like Trump in that respect. You think that, that the only good deal. That. Well, come Don't on, dude. That. I've seen how much you've read The Art of the Deal. I know that that's your favorite book of all time. Why are you trying to uh, sully my good name here? Because it makes me laugh. Doesn't make me laugh. This one <laughs> end of the deal that I'm not getting the better of. No deal. <laughs> <laughs> Vermillion says thoughts on AEW games announcement. Uh, it is in our news brief from today. Yep. So check that out. You can find out all about what we think about that. Yep. Um, for the Twitch, I'm sorry, for the YouTube crowd, we're going to be done for the day. Thanks everybody for tuning in. We appreciate it. Twitch chat, stay tuned for a little bit. We'll hang out. Thanks for watching, everybody. Till next time, we'll talk to you later. Goodbye. Be a part of the best pro wrestling podcast today at patreon.com forward slash Stephen Larson. Enjoy tons of bonus videos, including patron-only live shows, gameplay, and vintage 10 for the wins, access to podcast question threads, the friendo care package, and so much more. Support Going In Raw today at patreon.com forward slash Stephen Larson. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that. 
and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews, but now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today.